Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Sports Virgins, the podcast from Pomodo, where a pair of total sport novices, that's me, Amy Vos, and me, Matt Richardson, get to learn all about the world of sport. In this episode, we spoke about boxing. He's, he's in phenomenal condition for a man who spent his life doing drugs and being punched in the head. Ball skills. Yeah, yeah if you see a can on the floor and there's like an old lady in front of you, kick it <laughs> through her legs and go, I'm going to shout, you've been nutmegged. And cereal. I'm currently working with an American who said that our cereal aisle is the saddest thing she's ever seen. <laughs> Why? This is Sports Virgins. Welcome back, Sports Virgins. I assume that means me more than more than Dylan because he's not oh, yeah. such a sports virgin. He doesn't really go under that umbrella, doesn't he? Um, I've had, uh, had a uh, good sporting week. I got quite cross at sport at the weekend, actually. Look, you should really do what I do and just ignore it and then it can't make you angry. Why yes. are you angry at sport? I'll tell you why, Matt, because I couldn't ignore it. So what happened was we decided to get our Christmas tree, which I was very excited about because I love the festivities. Now, when I get my tree and put my decorations up, what I want is the whole the whole magical experience. I want the music playing or a Christmas film in the background. And my boyfriend was watching a rugby game. I think it was quite a big one. can't remember. But every time I said, do you really need to watch this? Because cause sometimes there's games more important than others, right? And he said, yeah, this is quite a big one. And so I was just a bit annoying, so I started putting up the decorations, and I think he could sense I was a bit irritated, and we, we finally came to a conclusion where he would mute the sport and put some Bing Crosby on as well. So he had, he had the visual of the sport and um, <laughs> the Christmas music, can so I, everyone won. Can I just say here, I'm disgusted at his behaviour. <laughs> I, I just think what you should do is put on Shrek the Halls and split the difference. Well, yeah, well, is that a Christmas film? Yeah, the Shrek Christmas film. That's basically like watching a rugby player, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, oh, is that quite good of him, Dale? I thought that was a very good compromise. I actually didn't even ask him to do it. I walked out the room and I came back in and he'd done that. So I thought that like, was quite... Did, I think did, he could just sense did, the frost in the air from You me. didn't ask him to do it, but like your aura sort of made the uh, made yeah. what needed to happen quite clear. Yeah, I think the atmosphere was, was um, <laughs> <laughs> obvious. So, um, But yeah, but then it was nice. And I thought that's a good way to watch sport because you still see what's happening. You always need the commentary, do you, Dylan? Really? You still see um, it. Especially with no crowds these days, I guess it doesn't make that much of a difference. But I often find that having the, the noise, whether it's the commentary or the crowd noise, just adds to the atmosphere and the experience a lot. But these days, yeah, maybe less so. I I recently caught some football because they're showing it at the moment with either, aren't they? That sounded, it sounded with... like a virus or something. Like, oh, I, I recently football. caught. Awful. I recently caught. I recently caught the football, and now I can't stop drinking Strongbow Dark Fruit and uh, <laughs> going out with my mates and being a lad. Um, no, but they do it. You can watch it with either, can't you? They can put fake crowd noise on or nothing. Yeah. And without the crowd noise, it's like a psychopath sport. It's so weird. Like even. 
even I, who don't even doesn't even like sport, know that it's bad. Yeah, I mean, both options are very weird for me. Um, but if you don't have the crowd noise, it just sounds like you're watching a training match. Like, you yeah. know, they're actually just training. <laughs> you yeah. just hear the ball being kicked. Yeah. You hear more swears as well, like, because surely that's masked a little bit sometimes by the crowd. But if they get angry and do a... Yeah, I'm not sure they some do blue words. I'm sure there are lots of swearies on there. Okay, well, that was my uh, sporting week rounded up. I'm sure there was more interesting things going on. Sorry, um, I just, I'm just wondering who definitely has children here when they use the word swearies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gu- guilty. Uh, so, Dylan, what else has been going on in the last week, apart from that big rugby game, which I ruined for my boyfriend? So, Gary Lineker turned 60 this what? week. What? So Did he? Is he, cele- is he celebrating at his brother's clubs? <laughs> yeah, he's in mobs. Okay. Okay, his brother is about to go on Celebs Go Dating, which is a TV show I have never watched, but I am going to watch it I for mean, the very reason he's. They are they are not two peas in a pot. They're just. I would. I look. If Wayne Lineker was more involved in sport, I, I would absolutely be interested <laughs> because Wayne Lineker would be there in the background, being probably quite problematic for twenty twenty. <laughs> I can't believe Gary's sixty. I don't know how I missed that. He That's, looks good for it. He does, doesn't yeah, he? he? Does. Yeah, he My does. My goodness. Yes, yeah, so he's turned sixty. So uh, that, that's the Leicester box ticked for this week. Yeah, a Leicester, oh, there we the go. Leicester football club do anything for Gary Lineker's sixtieth because he's sort of like their I first so. son. Yeah, I'm not. I think uh, Leicester had a national bank holiday, but I don't live there anymore, sadly. So I didn't get, <laughs> get to take part. Uh, but uh, they should so have done. We, we all, there was also a big boxing fight on on the weekend. So it's more of an exhibition fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Now, do, do you know who either of those people are? Mike Tyson, star of The Hangover. <laughs> yes, I knew about this because I was actually doing um, a radio show, doing a paper review at the weekend. And they, when I got there, I got there really early in the morning. So it starts at six. They were like, well, we've had to stall the show because Mike Tyson's doing this fight and it's so big. So we're having to run the commentary. And we were like, oh, OK. So Mike Tyson, again, sport ruining my weekend almost. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was a bit of a farce, really. So they're both well over 50. It was an exhibition fight, and they were told beforehand that they weren't allowed to knock each other out. What, for health reasons? Yeah, probably. But it was almost like a gentleman's agreement that they're not going to go for the big knockout. So, so what was the point? of all of this then if you're not allowed to knock each other out and like it's an what's what's an exhibition fight versus a normal fight as in like they're they're not fighting for a title or a belt oh i see okay fine a a friendly yeah weird surely because like you know from what i know of mike tyson he's pretty hard and pretty strong yeah um how do you know that you're not going to knock someone out i mean i know you give it your all surely to knock someone out but you can't that's quite hard to Amy, Amy, Amy. Do, I, mean, I don't know. Look, really? if you're someone like me and you quite often don't know your own strength, um, you could just knock. Like, I'm always accidentally knocking people out. Uh, <laughs> you know, left, right, and so it's often the pirouettes. I just no, catch but, them with my foot. But what kind of punch? You know, they're still punching each other in the face, right? So how do you know that one of those punches isn't going to land it? Because sometimes, isn't it like if you hit a point of your jaw... Or like your temple, you can knock someone out real quick. Yeah, but you know, they just weren't going for the big knockout punch. So they were like jabbing and hitting the body a lot, but they just weren't, you know, trying to smash the guy's head in, which basically is boxing. So it's a bit weird. It was basically like two old granddads scrapping down the pub. And isn't this going to lead to more? Did I hear Evander Holyfield wants to have a go as well? And Well, Tyson reckons he's going to continue. He was in phenomenal condition for a, I think he's like 57, 58 or something. So... Um, yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see where that goes. I mean, I'm. 
He's he's in phenomenal condition for a man who spent his life doing drugs and being punched in the head. Like he's he's in good nick, but like he's not in great nick, is he? <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to fight him. He I know he's near near sixty and he's been in jail and all that stuff. But yeah, I uh, wouldn't I'll take him. him on. Fine if you're listening, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> on, the ice. Me. Let on the ice. <laughs> Uh, so the on to the football then. So the Premier League was back with more VAR controversies. But the, the biggest football news story from the Premier League was our good old buddy Jurgen Klopp. So the brother of... Well, star of our podcast. Star of the podcast. How is he fitting in all this football when he's working with us? Like, we, are, we are a demanding podcast, like, on him. He's, he's here every day. He's in the office. Maybe this is why he's losing focus, is it? Well, so he, he actually, so the story here is that he had a bit of a heated argument with a BT Sport report after the game. So maybe he's just losing his head. Yeah. What Did he use any swearies in that, Dylan? Um, no, it was the earlier kickoff. So it was live on TV. I think they're, they're pretty polished of those things. Uh, but basically, he's been moaning about the fixture scheduling and he had, he had a go at the BT Sport guy because the TV companies generally decide the schedules for the big fixtures and he's complaining that they're scheduling the bigger teams in the slots that are too close together because they played on Wednesday night and then they had to play the 12.30 slot on Saturday afternoon um, rather than the 3 o'clock or the 5.30 slot. So, you know, all the extra three or four hours obviously makes such a big difference. Like he is... He is- he's serious about this that he thinks an extra three hours is going to be the difference between winning or losing a game uh, it's, it's less about winning or losing it's more that a few of his players got injured and he's blaming the fact that they didn't have the adequate rest so he's kind of playing on the the, the player welfare mm. reasons here but mm. did you say sorry was it a bt sport like presenter like the guys on the pitch or a guy who works schedule who was the guy that he went for bt sports reporter so the guy that does all the post match <laughs> interviews God. I mean, he's not in charge of the... Yeah. Poor guy. Fair, Did he... fair play to him, though. He, he gave it back. Did he? he, he yeah. Oh, I'd like, like to see that. Know. Yeah, have you a look know... at it. The, the, the counter-argument here is that the football clubs, they take the TV money, and we're talking hundreds of millions of pounds every year for their Premier League rights. Yeah. Um, and the clubs sign off on the schedule, so they know that there's a 12.30 match on a Saturday that BT Sport have. And then they sign off on the fact that the TV companies can decide who plays in that game. So if you were BT Sport, you wouldn't then play... Oh, we'll just have West Brom versus Sheffield United on there. You know, you want Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, etc. in those games. So that's what the guy was saying, basically. This BT Sport guy, I used to work in a shop um, when I worked in um, uh, a clothes shop. People would come in and moan about how wrong the sizes were to me. And I'd be like, well, I don't, I don't make the clothes. So it's, it's basically just that. I know he works with us. Jargon Klopp is just a bit of a Karen, isn't he, really? That's all that's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> Karen Klopp. So- yeah, complaining to someone low down the chain about something yeah. that isn't to do with them. Come yeah. on, mate. I bet he's done some tweets about it as well. Oh, I bet he has. Just He, he might as well have gone, I want to speak to BT Sports Manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some cracking tabloid headlines after that as well. Oh, good puns. Give me some, what puns do we have? Well, the, the one I've got written down here is Jürgen Strop. Oh, oh nice. Lovely. Yeah, that's very good. You know what, though? Not the best Jürgen Klopp pun out there. Exactly. exactly. I would the say. The second was, best Jürgen Klopp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've all been beaten to the punch, haven't they? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another football story um, on a less, I guess, a bit more of a somber note is that uh, one of the greatest players ever in football died last week. So I'm going to assume that you know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Maradona. Mm. Yes, indeed. And um, I've got to say, like, the stories that have come out, you know, since then have been just worth their weight in gold. This, I mean, obviously, we know he's an incredible footballer, but did you hear the story about when the Gallagher brothers met him and he threatened to shoot them? No. <laughs> the basic, I can't, I think they were in Brazil. Maybe they've been doing a show over there or something. They, they heard that Maradona was in this club. And they really wanted to meet him. So they said to his people, can we meet Maradona? And they said, yeah. So they went upstairs and they said it was quite scary. And there was just like lots of women and, you know, paraphernalia and all sorts going on. And um, basically he accused the Gallagher brothers of of trying to steal his women or something and threatened to shoot them. So they left. <laughs> Apparently it was a very short exchange. I, was- I read a story about him that, um, you know, he used to come back when he lived, was playing for Naples. Napoli. Napoli, sorry, right? In Naples, Napoli. Napoli. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to come off the plane and he would always be holding a football when he came back from Argentina. And that football always contained a kilo of cocaine, is the, is the rumour. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess we can put it in. It's not libel, is it, anymore, I suppose, all these kind yeah. of like legends and myths. But yeah, apparently that was his like good time football that he'd always bring back from South America. And to be honest, that, that that's not really the most libelous thing that has ever been said about him, is it? No, he was <laughs> he was a real, like, you know, he's, he what, he, he what, six? 61 he died at but he really lived a couple of lifetimes oh, in that in hell, those yeah in those years he was a colorful character you know widely regarded as one of the best players ever but also very controversial yeah he lived alive did i see I, a clip i think it was um this week that <laughs> peter shilton did an interview and he was still really like you know considering he's just died he was still really quite cross about Oh yeah, he's still bitter. Of, so, so, so do you, you know what he's cross about? Go. No. Uh, yeah, the hand of God. Yeah. So Matt, have you ever heard of the hand of God? You, you must no. have. No. He he punched the ball into the goal basically. <laughs> oh right. Why not? Why it hand, not? Of so, it hand, so Peter Shilton was going to go and catch the ball, but yeah. Maradona was going to try and jump and head it, but he had his hand above his head and he basically uh, punched the ball in. Okay. And that's why Peter Shilton was going mental at the ref, but the ref gave the goal. So that's why it's known as the hand of God. And, because and Peter Shilton has not let that go. No. And there, there was a fantastic fake tweet from a fake Peter Shilton account, which I so <laughs> wish was true. It said, try cheating death, you C-bomb. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> wow. I mean, that. although the interview I did see, I think someone joked, well, it's kind of made you a bit of a name, to be honest. It's like made your yeah. career. But I think, sorry to be the Leicester, but I think he's from Leicester. played for Leicester, didn't he, Peter? Oh, Shilton? for God's sake. He did play for Leicester, yeah. So he he, had, he started his career there. Yeah, I knew there was a connection. So there we go. There, my... There's the ticket. The way, the way this is going, I think Dylan and I might have played for Leicester at some point because <laughs> yeah. now we've come into contact with you. 
the the last sort of story on the Maradona story is that one of the funeral workers took a selfie with the open casket next to the the dead Maradona. Oh my no! God. Yeah, that's he, terrible. So he got fired, and he's had nonstop death threats. Apparently, I mean, you've got to be that's so low, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's one thing to take the selfie. How did it get out? Don't tell me you put it on social media. <laughs> I don't or, know how it got out. He must have got done. Co- I mean, can you imagine yeah, putting that on your Instagram or whatever? Yeah. He- oh, my God. So it's, it's the, the kind photo- of thing that seems like a good idea at the time, doesn't it? Yeah, but you never know. That that might you know be sold for millions in 10, 20 years or something. You never know. One of those weird oh. quirks. Yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. That's, oh. that's dark. If that guy lasts much longer, that is. So uh, talking about death... Cheery stuff. Uh, there's a, another story into the Formula One this weekend, but it's a positive one that somebody cheated death. So, yeah. Uh, tell I me saw you saw this. Crash. Yeah. That was unbelievable. But I mean, it just goes to show, like the safety precautions they or however they build the cars now, that was mad. I mean, how does he? He's just basically walked away pretty much unscathed, isn't he? Uh, unbelievable. So the car was cut in half. There's a massive fireball that he was in for about 15 seconds, was it? Um, and then he just walked out, didn't he, with with a few burns in his hands? Unbelievable. It was it was terrifying. I mean, it's that it's one of those things where because I guess they're really safe now, but that used to happen all like all the yeah. time back in the day, didn't it? Things like that. And it's it's kind of why you watch a sport like that because that is a potential thing to happen. So it's quite exciting to be reminded of it i suppose yeah and so the thing that saved his life is a new device called the halo device that they installed a couple of years ago a few years ago maybe and the ironic thing here is that many of the drivers including people like lewis hamilton and including even uh roman grosjean who actually did the crash they were all opposed to this device so they didn't what actually does it do it. it basically is a little device that goes above their head that is the strongest thing in the car it only weighs seven kilograms or something but it's the strongest thing in the entire car and they were opposed to it because it takes away the L, the you know maybe the risk involved with formula one but uh yeah i think they're all thanking their blessings now that they've got this wow. thing oh so they did so all the cars have it as standard now it's not like an yeah. option right okay yeah, absolutely yeah Jeez, yeah why would they would it be a weight thing that they'd oppose because i know they're obsessed with oh that's too much extra weight for the car i think uh some people were saying that one of the essences of formula one is that it needs to be an open cockpit and uh th- th- they also thought that they might get stuck in a fire so they wouldn't be able to get out as fast because oh, it basically it's, it's a fixed yeah. structure above their head um but clearly so whoever invented that I'm imagining is feeling pretty smug right now. Yeah, well, that's pretty incredible. But So, uh, yeah, that was pretty uh, hairy. The other sort of silly sporting news of the weekend was that there was, uh, in the world of MMA, there was a female bantamweight fighter. Um, so she fought a 530-pound male blogger in an MMA fight in Russia. I mean, what was this about? Because you sent me the link and I was like, I, at first, I thought this was the like on on love uh, the UFC Love Island, UFC Island that you were talking about <laughs> in UFC, the last episode. UFC Love Island. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this has got really, you know, this is going to be big for the ratings because that guy was huge and obviously not, obviously not a fighter, right? Or is he? No, he's a blogger. I, I, honestly, I don't know the backstory to this at all, but I did thought it was quite a funny, funny who, viewing experience. Who was won? It? The girl won. Right. Why? He could have just sat on her. Yeah, well, he couldn't. He's, uh, maybe that's what he was trying to do. A bit do, too but... slow. Is it one of these things where he was maybe trolling her and she went, well, why don't you come and fight me? And he <laughs> agreed to it, which if that was your sex thing, that's what I would do. I would 
be like, yeah, you're an idiot. And then they'll be like, come and fight me. I'll be like, yes. <laughs> like it's, it's, I did like see video of this. a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I ever ask you to fight me on the internet, it's a sex thing, FYI. <laughs> um, like, but the thing is like, he is like trying to go for it. Like, it's not like a funny thing. Like it's a proper fight. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't pull her punches, does she? No, I mean, and then as soon as she gets him on the floor, and I can't remember exactly how she she got him down, but she starts pummeling him, and he just can't get away from it, basically. And so, and yeah. and this was broadcast like on YouTube. It wasn't like picked up by a channel or anything, was it? Or it wasn't pay per view. Wow. I have no idea whether this was yeah YouTube, social media, or whatever goes on in Russia. But yeah, it's not one for the purists. You know what? Like niche Russian sport is a is a great place to go on YouTube. Though I think that's a that's a real <laughs> a real thing I want to lean into. Yeah. I just love the idea of Amy's um, MMA Love Island, where they all like pummel each other and then have to go to the fire pit for a talk. I honestly still think this is a cracking idea. I would watch it. UFC Love Island. They're on an island. They might as well throw a bit of fun in, you know, and spice it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, tonight. <laughs> Stick a few girls from Essex in there and uh, spice yeah, it up a bit. Exactly. I mean, Love Island would be made better with a with like maybe ten percent more MMA. I'm not sure if MMA yeah. would be made better with ten percent more Love Island. Ha- has I there disagree. ever been a fight in Love Island? Oh, there's a few. Yeah, there's quite a lot of controversies. You're saying this like you've never seen it, Dylan. What? Maybe we should do the reverse of this podcast, where Amy and I talk to you about really niche reality TV show yeah. stories, <laughs> and you have to go. Sorry, so who is this sh- yeah. person? Like, no. Zumbo is the person who set up the show of Zumbo's Just Desserts. And, you know, <laughs> oh, I we'll could do really it that go, way around. That, during lockdown, I started watching, you know, when you're like, I've watched everything, like the first lockdown. We just started really enjoying, I think it's because it was a distraction from like the real world. The worst reality TV show you could ever watch. One, there was, there's a TV channel, I better not say it, but it's called like 90 Day Fiance. And it's so stupid, but we watched, we were hooked, absolutely hooked. My favorite one is on TLC and it's called the Thousand Pound Sisters. And it's two sisters who collectively weigh a thousand pounds trying to lose a bit of weight. And it's it's a riot. I don't know, Matt. I'm not sure if that sounds as good as one of my favourite shows, which was the um, the world's best coupon collectors. And basically, they live their lives through coupons. And this one girl goes oh, into a supermarket, buys like $500 worth of shopping, and she spends 50 pence. I mean, all 50 cents. So it's really cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, also, wow, I mean, my 2020 has been so productive. Um, <laughs> talking of weird reality shows, uh, the biggest regret of my career is that I turned down the opportunity to be on Flock Stars, the celebrity sheep herding <laughs> oh show. Oh my God. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm gutted you turned that down. You know what? Me and Phaser from N-Dubs in a bit of tweed <laughs> rounded up some sheep. Why did I say yes? Did that actually happen? That was a real show and it only lasted one series because the dogs were too good so they didn't need the celebrities to help them. Oh my God. I don't watch any of that rubbish. My wife watches a lot of it. Um, It's all sport and Disney princesses for me because I've got two young daughters. Look, I mean, Love Island is basically the middle of that Venn diagram, mate. I don't know what you're on about. (laughs) Missing out, Dylan. You're missing out. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, you know, we've finished off the sports news with Love Island again. Right, we'll move on to uh, a man who's caused quite a lot of controversy this week. I mean, I hope we're not going to upset him because he is a big part of this podcast. So hopefully he's in a good good mood. Mood. (laughs) Good mood? Here's Jargon Clock. Good (laughs) mood. Hello, Spot Virgins. Jargon Klopp here. This week's spotting jargon is Natmek. Did you say Nutmeg? Nutmeg. Yeah. Yes. Nutmeg. 
So what, what does that what does that mean to you? I I, I mean, look, guys, I, I, with the Fosbury flop, I got really confident about this last week, and it blew up in my face. But I think I know what this is flop. again. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh. Do you know what it is, Amy? You're going to have a little go, or Absolutely shall I embarrass? No, no, no idea. So I'm I'm happy for you to take the floor here. A nutmeg is, as well as a lovely addition to any hot chocolate, is um, when a footballer gets past you by kicking the ball through your legs. If that's if that's right, that is so. You've got so many lad points. If that's correct, that is correct. And Matt, have yes! you ever have you ever done a nutmeg on someone? No, no, no. The only time I ever played football at my school, um, I was thrilled because I scored a goal, and I was like, "That was easy," because it was the goal I was meant to be defending. Uh. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's like I've never done a nutmeg. I'm the kind of person I'm a I'm a nutmeggy, not a nutmegger. <laughs> so yeah, the, um, the, that the must nutmeg. feel pretty cool. That's yeah, it's 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 one of those it's one of those things where you know it's it doesn't happen very often, but it's you know it's a bit of a satisfying thing. It's a bit of a humiliating thing for the other person if you get nutmegged. So it's quite a good laugh. It's quite a good feeling if you try and do it to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it is. It's a bit. It's like it's sort of like the right side of bullying, isn't it? it? Makes them look a bit pathetic, but no one gets hurt. Yeah. But again, is it a bit like the the bicycle kick or whatever? Was that the term for it? The, yeah, it bicycle called? kick. Yeah. You know the yeah. Is it a bit like that where when it goes wrong, it looks really stupid because surely if it goes wrong, it just hits the back of a player's feet. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly, or, or the front of his shins or whatever. But yeah, it's a it's a high risk strategy. But uh, my god, is satisfying when it goes right, uh, and often so people either shout nuts or megs when they do it as well. So they're like mocking him whilst you're doing it, or, or even better, just before it goes through the legs. Oh. <laughs> What will they even do this? Like if it's Manu and Chelsea, they'll be like nutmeg. Yeah. You got a nutmeg. Yeah, I I doubt whether they're doing is that. It that is, it, is it an official term that like you'll tune into match of the day and Gary Lineker will be going and he was nutmegged. <laughs> yeah, is it, or is it just a slang term? That sounds like something his brother would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a it's a fairly legit term, universally used across football everywhere. Oh, that is a good funny phrase though. It's a bit like bogeys in golf and all of these yeah. funny ones. There's what's See, the one in cricket? I am learning. What was that funny one in cricket? Silly something. It, yeah, the silly point or silly middle yeah. is the feeling mm. position. Silly so the, middle. Yeah. yeah the, the origin of a nutmeg is up for debate. There's lots of different versions of the story, but I think the most plausible one is that the Cockney rhyming slang for your testicles is nuts. I thought you were going to say nutmeg. Nutmeg is rhyming that's slang it. for yeah, a leg. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I got that wrong. Yeah, so Cockney rhyming You're slang for You're just throwing the balls into it when you don't need to, Dylan. <laughs> you imp- Dylan, like, stop just going on about bloody balls again. <laughs> oh, I'm just obsessed with balls and nuts. That's it. Um, okay, so nutmeg is a leg, right? Yeah, exactly that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. So that's the origin of a nutmeg. So the next time you nutmeg someone, I want you to shout nuts or megs. Do you? I will. I mean... Yeah. I, I don't know what context it will happen in. I don't uh, think... You can down, do walking down, down the street. street. Yeah. yeah, if you see a can on the floor and there's like an old lady in front of you, kick it <laughs> through her legs and go, I'm going to shout, you've been nutmegged. I thought you were going to say, when you see a cat on the street, you just kick it through like this old, nutmeg! <laughs> That's trickier because there's four legs, so that would be quite impressive. Well, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to do it. So there we go. You've, you've learned something. That's what a nutmeg is. Well, thank you, Jargon Klopp. He sounded all right, didn't he? Didn't seem too too annoyed. Yeah. We must be some light relief for him, I think. He's just you know? he's just grateful to get it. I think he's getting so frustrated because he's just counting down the hours until he can next do a podcast with us. I think absolutely. So uh, thanks for teaching us about nutmegs. I'm going to be doing one very soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, so now we move on to uh, well the tense part of the show the part that Matt said oh I'm not very competitive I don't care but I can see it I can see it in your eyes Matt that you're ready you're fired up to go I will murder you to win this there we go for this week's Quiz Akabusi so the scores at the moment very close 32 to me 30 to you I'm two points up we'll see how we get on all to play for still I'd like to say it's a level playing field or any other sporting it's a nutmeg it's a nutmeg (laughs) I'm going to nutmeg you so are we ready (laughs) yes okay so question number one how many minutes in a rugby match is this how many it is or how many it feels like when you're watching it (laughs) (laughs) how many Christmas songs during a rugby match (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay are you ready Amy is it uh, 80 minutes 40 each way Okay, Matt. I've also put 80. Oh, well done, you two. Yeah, good, oh. strong start. You're both correct. 80 minutes each way, yeah. Uh, sorry, 40 minutes each way, 80 minutes in some Okay, question number two. Who won the last football World Cup in Russia? I feel like we did this the other week. We should know. We covered off the World Cup in Russia, but this time is who, who, who won? won it? Have you Ready? written one down, Amy? Yeah. Okay, uh, Matt, do you want to go first this time? Argentina. Okay, Amy. France? The answer is France. Hey! Two from two. The next question is actually question three, four, and five together. What? Hello. High stakes. Gosh. So you need to name three events in the heptathlon. So the heptathlon is what the women do. The decathlon is the men version. So it's the women version of the athletics. So three... I just thought decathlon was that sports shop in Spain. <laughs> yeah. No, you get yeah. them next to Ikea's now as well. Do you really? Yeah, Lovely. you do. Very Is that reasonable. where they compete in them? <laughs> <laughs> so the heptathlon. Three events in the heptathlon. It's worth three points. Amy, okay, how are you getting I've on? I've picked three. I'm, I'm totally guessing. Like, yeah. I'm... Go on in, Amy. Uh, you go first then. Okay, 400 metres. Okay, um, that is incorrect. Matt? Uh, My first one is 800 metres. That is correct. Yes! (laughs) Okay, Amy, your second one, please. 200 metre hurdle. That is incorrect, but very close. Matt, your second one. Two kilometre cycle. No, incorrect. (laughs) Okay, so Amy, your last one. High jump. Correct. Oh! Matt. Triple jump. Incorrect. Oh! Any others you want to throw out there? So th- those are the point-based ones. I know, I know I've only got one point, but can I go back and say, because I think, is this what Jennifer Ernest did? Jessica Ernest. It is, Jessica yeah. And, and uh, the Brits oh. are very good at this. We had Jeff, Jessica Ernest and then uh, Denise Lewis there, before that. I've, I've written shooting down as well. <laughs> I don't 
think she did any shooting in the middle of it. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the cross country in um, the uh, Winter Olympics, actually, where they do shooting uh, on the skis. So th- that, that's actually called, cool. or there's also the modern pentathlon. Okay, I mean, so, so tomato, it, potato, come on. So it's 800 metre run. 100 meter hurdle so, and high so, jump maybe yeah so so they do obviously seven events there's three running so there's the 100 meter hurdles the 200 meter but not hurdles so that's why you're very close there Amy uh, and then the 800 meter so those are the three running events then there's then there's two throwing events the shot put and the javelin then there's two jumping events, so the long jump and the high jump. Oh, I wrote so, down long jump uh, first and deleted it. Bloody hell, <clears throat> yeah, they have to do a lot, don't they? No one, she's so, so, so good. We are, so basically what you're saying is the Brits are really good at this. We're sort of like a jack of all trades when it comes to these sports. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't really nail any of those, but when we get to do all of them, we're quite good. Yeah, and even in the men's, you know, Daley Thompson, arguably the greatest sportsman in British history, he was a decathlon athlete as well. Is, would you say Daley Thompson's the best athlete in British history? Like, uh, I think he's up there. I think Jessica Ennis is the top, isn't she? She got loads of golds. Yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, or I think there's probably about ten of those athletes there. Ennis Hill, obviously, Mo Farah's got to be up there these days. Uh, we'll see what he does, but I think Daley Thompson, obviously, Steve Redgrave would be up there. But uh, yeah, uh, do you so reckon Daley- when you do you reckon when they get into uh, athletics and they get into the Olympics, they're going one day. I'm going to advertise Kellogg's Start. And that's <laughs> yeah. sort of like, that's kind of like, that's you've made it. That's that's the live at the Apollo for professional athletes. Because that's that's, a, that's what they all do, don't they? All that those probably people. buys them a couple of houses though, doesn't it? So. Oh, yeah, exactly. Some This is my cereal house. And imagine, <laughs> imagine how many boxes of free Start you'd get as well. This is a cracking cereal. It's underrated. It's a really underrated cereal. Yeah. I just totally agree with you. Yeah. I think it probably does, yeah. Um, I'm currently working with an American who said that our cereal aisle is the saddest thing she's ever seen. <laughs> Why? Okay. Well, she says in America all the cereals are colourful and sugary, whereas all it, whereas she said here they look like a doctor prescribes them to help you shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's because they don't have any regulations over there. Yeah, exactly. You know, but um, and they and they eat such bad stuff. They don't need to shit. It just stays in them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Press. Back to the quiz. So um, we're now fast forwarding on to question number six. So, what country is Jose Mourinho from? So we had his mate Pep Guardiola last week. So this one is Super Jose, the special one. Matt. Right. It's the second time I've used this as an answer today. Argentina. <laughs> And uh, Amy. Spain? You are both incorrect. Oh, Portugal? Portugal, yeah. Oh. Is it not pronounced Jose? Because I used to say Jose and people used to tell me off. When people used to tell you off, did they go, no way, Jose? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't, but they should have. Come on, guys. Like, so. uh, These eight year olds going for that goal. (sighs) So, Matt, if you continue with the Argentina, maybe you'll get a question right. Oh, no, that's a red herring, actually. Or, or is it? I mean, you know what? Everything yeah. now. I wish I'd done it for the heptathlon. Okay, so question number seven. Who are the British Lions? <gasps> Argentina! <laughs> Amy, you're looking confident. Yeah, I know I know it. Okay. I think. Uh, I mean, I'll get nice. it wrong now, won't I? But... I think this is quite a difficult one because all British team sports have a lion in their logo. So I've just put the British Olympic team. Okay, that's incorrect. Amy? Yeah, I thought so. I'm going to get this wrong now. I know it. Um, the British Lions is a rugby team made up of England, Wales, and Scotland. 
Yeah, technically, I, I'm probably going to get a bit of heat from this from any other Irish listeners, but technically, it's and the British Ireland. and Irish listeners. Uh, it's the British and Irish Lions, but yeah, it's Ireland as well. Ah, uh, okay, in Ireland as well, yeah. I was thinking there was only three teams, and then I was like, hmm, that's confusing. Amy, so, I think you benefit from having a boyfriend that's into rugby in this quiz. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, maybe we should. Up. Maybe we should adjust that accordingly. <laughs> or Matt, you just need to get your girlfriend into rugby. Simple. Or I just need to go out with Amy's boyfriend for a bit. Maybe we'll just do a little swap for a few weeks until <laughs> yeah. I can even out the scores. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so question number eight. Who are the Red Devils? Ooh, uh, uh. Amy. Manchester United. Matt. I've also put Man United. Okay, well done, you two. Both correct. Hmm. Okay, well done. Clever clogs. Can't we? Little clever boys and girls. Yeah. Uh, question number nine. Where is White Hard Lane? Argentina! <laughs> there might be. Uh, Matt. White Hart Lane is Tottenham Hotspurs ground, or it was. Okay. So it is in North London. Amy. Yeah, I was going to say Tottenham. I know it's Tottenham. So I yeah. assume Tottenham. Yeah, a bit of a trick question. It's the former cl- uh, uh, stadium for Tottenham Hotspurs, but yeah. Both I both. knew that. Very exciting. What are they turning it into? They just knocked it down. No, they rebuilt, they built the new stadium on the same ground. Oh, right, so I see. Around it, so it, it's the same one, yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's an amazing stadium as well. I was thinking in my head, no, because what I was thinking was that there was a new one recently at the Olympic Stadium. I wasn't listening because I was like, what's the Olympic Stadium one? And then there's that's, also uh, a new one in That's West, West Ham play at the Olympic Stadium, oh, but Tottenham Hotspur did play at the Olympic Stadium whilst their new stadium was being built. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, they, they played a few. Uh, they played at Wembley as well a few times. But uh, um, my brother is a big football fan, but he's really into stadium facts. That's the only reason I know that. Oh. Like I've just I've just heard a lot about stadiums. His party trick: you can name any British football club, and he will tell you the capacity of their ground. Oh my God. Wow. Are these these new smart stadiums? I have heard about these. They sound quite amazing. I can't remember why this. There's loads of things that you, that you can do from your seat. Is that right? Have I made that up? Or like, can you order drinks or something from your phone? It like all connects up. Have you I don't heard know, this? Actually, um, I've, no. I've, I've not been to that that stadium. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it is the, a connected stadium. Okay, so now that you two clearly know your football stadiums, it might get a bit harder over the next couple of weeks. The last question of this week's quiz, Akabusi, is who is Steve Cram? Any ideas? You ready um, to go? I think I think I've got a guess, but I don't know if it's guess. right or not. It's like in my brain somewhere, but it could be really wrong same I know the name but I'm probably going to put him with the wrong sport but anyway a swimmer okay Amy I'm going for a rower you are both incorrect oh we weren't (laughs) going to both be correct were we (laughs) yeah yeah you never know Uh, you can't be both unless you capsize Um, yeah, so interesting you mentioned the Star Cereal Boxes earlier because he Is was on where? the Star Cereal Box. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, this wasn't planned. How either. weird. That, that's yeah, happened a couple what, of times wait, with the quiz what now. What sport did he do? What sport did he do? Oh, uh, athletics or, you know. Oh, who gives a oh. shit? Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, but so. yeah, you're right. He's, he's sort of like a fake. He's one of those names that is in the ether. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he's, you probably, he's never know, we probably know him from the Star adverts. That's probably yeah. where, you know, it's he, he got that contract. So, you know, he did well. Yeah, so, he obviously is a good athlete. He yeah. was in the, the glory days of British middle distance running uh, back in the 80s where he had Seb Coe, Steve Ovett and Steve Cram. And they were big rivals. I guess Seb Coe and Steve Cram were the biggest rivals. 
Yeah, do, yeah. do you know who any of those people are? Seb Seb Co uh, ended up running the Olympics pretty much, didn't he? That's it. Yeah, that's it. We still involved the IOC or whatever. Okay, so that was six four to Amy, and uh, the overall scores are now thirty eight thirty four. Wow, uh, I thought I'd got like two in that round, but um, I think it's because I did so badly on the heptathlon. But there you oh, go. I'm really annoyed about this. You're just creeping ahead a little bit too much for my liking. Edging my way forward to victory. Yeah. But you know what? Slow and steady. This podcast is going to go on for the rest of our lives now. So <laughs> in 20 years when it's like, well, that is 3,820 to Amy. <laughs> Well done. Well, not to you, mainly to me, but um, we'll continue next week. <laughs> I've got nothing to say to that. Okay, we do need to revisit something, Matt. I know that you're reeling a little bit after your quiz loss, but um, yeah. you know, okay. we we had a dispute earlier during this podcast, uh, during the recording, with producer Adam over this. Uh, Fact-checking here. Um, sorry, but they never, ever actually played at the London Stadium. Do you want to just go and absolutely oh, fuck yourself, Adam? I mean, that was... <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to knock you down. He was really here. on a high from that, Adam. You know what, mate? Mate, oh. you could have just... You could have. You know what you could have done? You could have just cut out the podcast and said nothing to me. <laughs> and that would have... That wouldn't have... That wouldn't have made me feel like this. I was so cocky about it as well. I was so cocky. So I was trying to hint during the time that they actually played at Wembley and not the London Stadium. But we can categorically confirm that they never played in the London Stadium as their home ground. Oh. Look, I mean... Like, I mean, there's always tensions in any kind of working relationship. And I really feel attacked and ganged up upon by both of you. I don't appreciate it. Look, you could have just let me carry on living my life and some smart ass on Twitter would have corrected me and you two would have still been my friends. Whereas now I hate you and I still feel like an idiot. I'm sorry, guys, but I, look. But I Matt, just, we're here I'm, to learn. We're here to learn. And we can't let you walk around with that incorrect information. It just why wouldn't not, be fair. Why not? When I said it so confidently. <laughs> like, that's all that truth is. Someone once upon a time said something with so much confidence, everyone went, well, we'll all say that as well. That's all the fact is. You're, <laughs> ah, and I'm look, so Matt, angry. On, I needed a, a win today. On a week full of VAR controversies, it's only right that we take that moment of glory from you. Oh. Yeah, you, ah, you... Right, well, there we go. Um, another episode where... Well, I'm just excited about nutmegging. I can't wait to do it. I'm going to definitely t- try it on my boyfriend in the park. Oh, that sounds really dodgy, but, you know, it's... <laughs> it really I'm does. Like, no, but, like, because the dog's got a ball, so I'm just trying to think of opportunities I can do a m- nutmeg. Um, Maybe that, that that should be your challenge now, Amy. You okay. need to come back to us on the podcast and say that you've nutmegged your boyfriend. Okay, I am going to do... I'm going to nutmeg m- <laughs> for my life this week. And, uh, <laughs> I'll Please. film it. I'll film it. Every this day. sounds like a Paul Hollywood fetish. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, are you feeling okay after the quiz, Matt, or a stiff no. drink? No. Uh, no, I'm not feeling okay. I'm feeling, I'd say, dejected, deflated. And I think the problem is, is actually we recorded this way too close to last week's episode. I didn't have that extra three hours of recovery time that I would have done. <laughs> if it wasn't because of the podcast company, we'd have done all right, wouldn't we? But I didn't have enough time to recover from injury. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, hopefully Matt and Jargon will be a lot calmer for next week's episode. And Dylan, Dylan, you've been great. So well done. Thank you. I think you've learned something there uh, this week. So looking forward to next week. 
Thank you for listening to Sports Virgins, a Pomodo production. Please follow us and like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on your social media platform of choice. We are at Sports Virgins. Follow us, tell us some sports facts, or more preferably, tell us that you know less than us. That would help. Or any kind of sporting stupidity, please. Thank you.